2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisco, one of your hosts, along with James Rapine, the other one of your hosts. You can find us on Twitter at Jake underscore NFL and at James Rapine. Follow us individually on Twitter and follow the podcast at Locked On Bengals for your daily updates on what's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals were back at it today at training camp for their second of two practices, sandwiched between two off days, and we saw some veterans get some days off, make their way over to the rehab field. We'll update you on all those injury notes with players returning and progressing and other players being pulled out of practice today. In other news, Joe Burrow continues to practice for the Cincinnati Bengals. He continues to look good for the Cincinnati Bengals, and today had the first chance in quite a while to throw to John Ross. The offensive line also did some one-on-ones that got some attention on social media. We'll cover the camp in segment two. And in segment three, Carlos Dunlap talked a little bit about his off-season work with the media today following practice, and that turned into a bigger conversation. We'll talk about what he had to say to wrap things up today. James, let's get started, though, with the important updates for this team's health. And James, maybe we should get started with the good news here, and that is that A.J. Green, for the first time since tweaking his hamstring, was actually seen by the media on the rehab field getting some work in. He did the little ladder drill with the footwork. He ran some routes at, I would say, about 70% speed, maybe 80% speed. Wasn't going all out, but was moving very well for a guy that I think they're just being very cautious with.
0: And they should be because A.J. Green, we know what he can be when he's out there. And the last thing you want is this hamstring issue to linger. But he did look pretty normal when he was doing the ladder drill. I watched him. I took about 90 seconds of video of him just doing the ladders back and forth, back and forth. And it was he was focused, but it was extremely casual. It's not like he was worried about the hamstring or focused on it specifically and testing it out, which I think is a good sign. And then he ended up running some routes, as you said. Wasn't 100, 100% or full speed, um, but but he's getting there. And, and look, 32-year-old A.J. Green, they're going to take their time with him. They took their time with a guy like T. Higgins, Scotty Washington, the undrafted rookie, still working his way back from a hamstring tweak. So I'm OK with them taking the precautions. Hopefully we see him start to ramp it up later this week, though, because I'd love to see him on Sunday in the scrimmage, even if it's for a, a snap or two. I think it's important.
2: Yeah, getting back onto the practice field for the scrimmage will be fantastic. At the bare minimum, I want to see him out there for week one practices. We're just a few weeks away from week one at this point, and he should be in there. And last year, the Bengals took two weeks of practice for week one. They didn't play any of their starters in that fourth preseason game, and Taylor made it clear we're using the last two weeks of the preseason here kind of doing split squad practices to prepare our starters, the guys we know we need. For week one. So, really, we're what a week or so away from that point in time. So, AJ Green back on the mend. Hopefully, we get him back in pads, at least going through wide receiver drill soon. And then, like John Ross and T Higgins, fully involved. And they both were full participants in practice today, which is fantastic news. Joe Burrow getting to work with some of the guys that are expected to be major contributors for this team. And along with that, one downer note that we'll have to keep an eye on is T. Higgins again was having his hamstring worked on. So we'll have to see if that becomes a recurring note. It looked like he was, it got
0: tight on him. His left hamstring got tight on him. He made a couple great catches, uh, T. did. And, and he was looking really good during team drills. And it was only a second day back doing team stuff. But then you start, I, I remember seeing him take his helmet and hit the back of his hamstring. Not hard, but like he's trying to loosen it up, right? And it was, it was weird, and I kept watching it and watching it, and he's stretching it a little bit. And then he called a trainer over to stretch him out. And then he got back on the field, and he ran out, and went out there in some team stuff. So I think he, he might have just felt a little tightness, which honestly is expected after Sunday being the first day where he went through team stuff and team drills. That second day back-to-back, back, got a little tight on him. So having Tuesday to kind of re- recoup and recover – I think that's a really good time for an off day for the rookie.
2: He does have a lot of veterans around him that are telling him to take care of his body and I would assume to listen to his body. So hopefully he doesn't make the kind of rookie mistake that you sometimes see from young guys trying to prove themselves and overexerting when they really do need some time to recover from injury. That's looking way down the road and and it's probably nothing remotely that severe, but That's just something to keep that I keep in the back of my mind anyway. The other injury notes today, Carlos Dunlap joins A.J. Green on the rehab field along with Joe Mixon and Carl Lawson. I don't really have any concerns about any of these guys. Zach Taylor called the injuries quote-unquote minor, and if they're not back after the day off, then maybe I'll start to think about it a little bit more, but for now it just looks like veteran rest days. The one significant injury of note for the Bengals today, Jordan Evans carted off with what looked like an apparent hamstring or some sort of leg injury. One reporter, Tyler Dragon, I believe, described it as not looking like a major injury, but the cart is never a good sign, and for Jordan Evans, who came into camp with a rebuilt body looking for a roster-spotted linebacker, this injury may complicate things and we will keep an eye on his return. So there's your injury roundup as the Bengals head into an off day tomorrow. And speaking of off day, that means that tomorrow's mailbag day. So look forward to that one in the middle of the week. Coming up next, we'll catch you up on Joe Burrow's day today, including a C.J. Uzama quote that I absolutely love that speaks highly to Joe Burrow's progress as a rookie. Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. And I know how it goes when you're trying to make decisions for a group of people. You want Chinese food. They want pizza. Somebody wants frozen yogurt and you're sitting at home like, how am I going to get frozen yogurt? I can't cook that at home. Not if I'm making Chinese and pizza too. Well, you know what? There's something for everybody on DoorDash. And not only that, you can continue to support those local restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash and need your patronage now more than ever so you can Support those local businesses and those diverse tastes going on in your household and all those different cravings all in one go using DoorDash, the app that brings food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering's easy. All you got to do is download the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code LOCKEDON. And once you're well fed by DoorDash, you can go outside
0: and get your car repaired No, you don't got to take it down the street to the mechanic or go to the big box store to get your new windshield wipers or car parts. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody, doesn't require a membership or an account login, I used it to get air filters for my 2015 Honda Civic, replaced them myself, saved over 75% in doing so by doing it on my own. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com let's keep things rolling here on locked on Bengals and have our daily joe burrow catch-up chat maybe i'll figure out a better name to call it that but or what to call it jake but uh joe burrow we got to update the fans every single day and he was so so on sunday he had some ups had some downs monday pretty damn good i'm gonna credit dan horde here he charted burrow 16 for 20 and 11 on 11 drills uh, a couple things that I noticed: uh, the, the accuracy in eleven on eleven. There, uh, I saw him pick a couple throws over the middle of the field. One specifically to CJ Uzama that stood out to me because it was right over multiple defenders, right over the. It, it was it was like a, a perfectly thrown arced ball that that was just out of the reach of multiple linebackers and hit CJ Uzama right in the hands. And you're going to hear from CJ in just a second. And then here's my other observation. And I think this has a lot to do with just building a rapport with your wide receivers. And even though he threw to John Ross before the draft, they haven't worked out a lot this training camp. I think he was adjusting to Ross's speed a little bit because Ross cooked Winston Rose in one on ones. And I think Burrow threw it a little late. A lot of people would say, oh, it was under I think he threw it late and working on that timing is going to be important over the next few weeks before week one starts.
2: Could be something that he saw late in the play too, I guess, depending on where his progressions took him. But the, the word late actually triggers some tiny alarm bells for me, but I'm not I'm not saying I'm concerned about it. I'm saying if it becomes a recurring issue, then you start to what? become concerned about it. Well, it was in one-on-ones. Oh, uh, yeah. So that, that makes me think that, yeah, he misjudged a throw or something because, you know, on top of that today, he, he has a perfect throw. That that everyone talks about a, a 40 yard plus pass to Demarcus Lodge down the sideline that hits him in stride, everyone on Twitter gushing about that. I also really liked the uh, again everyone on Twitter had this five for six in the two minute drill situation hits Auden Tate for a jump ball circus catch touchdown in the end zone. Love seeing all of that. Love seeing Jesse Bates have an interception off of Ryan Finley. But but more than the stat lines. More than, you know, the, the the pictures of Joe Burrow or the videos of Joe Burrow throwing to receivers and position drills, what, what his teammates have said about him has been what's deeply interesting to me. And CJ Uzama, who's been on this podcast, of course, you've all heard him talk, thoughtful guy, really charismatic. He was asked, what do you think of Joe Burrow? Point blank by Dave Lapham. And the answer just has to make you giddy as a Bengals fan. So let's take a listen he's a beast he's an absolute beast he's an animal out there yeah uh you know you see the, you see college you see what's going on you you watch him beat your alma mater and 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 do so in convincing fashion you're like dang this sucks you know but that just i mean he's 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 that guy man uh he's making all the right reads he's getting us in and out of the right protections and um making all the right checks and certain checks that i didn't even know we could we were allowed to check into he's like why not <laughs> go out there and do this or come in here and do this or it's been a lot of fun honestly it's been a lot of fun to um to build a relationship with him build that um chemistry with him and see how how he operates and how he wants certain routes run on certain coverages and um it's he's 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 the real deal i'll say that I know that CJ is never going to say anything bad about Joe Burrow to the media, but the specific ways that he praises it—I mean, he—he he, he scoffs at the question when it's first asked. He's a real deal. Like the the enthusiasm that CJ Uzama has for his new quarterback is infectious. And I know that you know he he he's the kind of guy that's going to sell you on anything the way he talks. But my favorite part of this quote is when he starts talking about. He's getting us in and out of checks that I didn't know he was allowed to do. That is just strikes me as such an advanced thing. And this isn't the first time he's almost talked about how advanced Joe Burrow's development has been. And, and these things just make me so happy to hear about a rookie quarterback that's doing these things that are impressing veterans day in, day out. It's huge
0: especially because I don't think that Yuzama would just throw it out there. And you're right. The the fact that he got specific and talked about the different checks that Burrow makes at the line of scrimmage. It's, and here's the thing. I followed that up and asked him if it it surprised him, right? I mean, look, Burrow comes in with a lot of expectations and maybe that was part of it is, is these guys expected it. And that was not the case. He said that he was, Extremely surprised by it. And and I'll, I'll read another quote here. He said, I think just the normal check in and out of it, it's an under front or an over front, too high, single high, their blitz. Those are different than the checks that he's making. I'm like, dang, he can see that right now. And he, he said that how impressed he was with the strides he's made in such a short amount of time. And that's a testament to Burrow's offseason work and what he did in Athens when nobody was watching. Uh, Away from Zoom calls, away from Zach Taylor, away from all these guys. Uh, And and that's kind of the key here, right? If he's going to be good in an unprecedented offseason where there's no one, no number one pick ever that has had to go into this type of system and these type of circumstances and start day one with no preseason games, then you're going to have to put in an unbelievable amount of work. And the fact that Uzama has been that surprised with what he's seen from Burrow, I think it, it certainly does bode well for the, the direction of the organization in everything we've said and heard about Burrow over the past few months.
2: Add another data point to the list of data points of coaches, players, whoever, that have had specific targeted praise for Joe Burrow that has all been very encouraging to hear. I haven't been around this in a long time. I I don't know what I should be expecting his teammates to say, but if it wasn't going well, and, and we've had visual evidence of it going well because people are able to watch these practices, I don't think we would be getting, you know, he's that guy. That kind of emphatic statement, that kind of like, are you kidding me? What are you even asking this question for response from CJ Uzama? I think that that is certainly a bright, sign for the future. And on the other hand, man, I I don't like that I talk about Bobby Hart every day on this podcast, but here we are again. And there's some video out there. It's on James's website, allbangles.com, over with SI. It's it's in the background of Dan Horde talking to to Dave Lapham, which is where I first saw it. And Brady Sheldon, who is a guy that nobody's really thinking about as a as a roster candidate in in any media that I've read, he was signed as a linebacker last year. He's a good athlete. He he was a uh, street free agent, or he was signed off a practice squad. I can't remember anymore, but he's he's now lining up for the Bengals as an edge rusher in this drill, and he's he's lined up uh, across from Bobby Hart on this play, and he just dips his shoulder and runs right by Bobby Hart. Just a clean win right off the snap. And it, it looks like he's an unblocked blitzer. It looks like Bobby Hart's letting him go to go block first screen. And this is a one-on-one pass blocking drill. And so, you know, I know all the caveats here, right? Like one-on-one drills favor the defense for, for pass rushing drills. And, you know, maybe he has help inside. But this particular rep from some guy who might make the practice squad if he's lucky, absolutely dusting. You're starting right tackle. I, you know, maybe, maybe there's something there that I don't know what was going on in the drill, but it doesn't look good. It didn't look good. It was 10 feet from me. These are, this is one of the drills where
0: I could get really close and personal to. And it was as simple as Sheldon kicked Hart's ass. He blew right by him. Multiple people looked at me right away because we were reacting to each rep. Yikes. I, that, that's it. And again, it's one rep. Okay, like Michael Jordan gets blocked in practice like that happens. And by Michael Jordan, I mean the goat, not Mike. That's a dumb reference, huh? Since there's a Michael Jordan on the Bengals. My point being, it was one rep, but my God, it was an ugly rep because he blew right by him. And if you're going up against insert whoever, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Miles Garrett, and I could go on and on and on and on really any starting edge rusher and they know they can just hit you outside with speed and get around you, you're going to be in trouble. And and that's something that... There, there's been times where Bobby Hart's looked okay during training camp that I've seen, but uh, that, that was certainly an ugly one. And, and he had a couple bad reps for sure, not just that one on Monday.
2: And maybe that's just par for the course for, for Bobby Hart, right? And it's not mm-hmm. saying that this rep defines his training camp. It was just... Like you said, it's one rep, and and we've said many times, don't overreact to one day. Well, that applies, you know, multitudes more to don't overreact to one rep. But Brady Sheldon is not a guy that's likely to make a roster, and so when you think about, well, we we've all seen what T J. Watt can can do to Bobby Hart. We've seen that matchup. So yeah, you, you hope that Jonah Williams, he he's looked good. That's a that's a positive, and and you hope that Jonah Williams being good means they can leave him on an Island a little bit more, but then you're asking a first year player to stay on an Island. So you can go help your, your veteran, right. Tackle who, you know, is, is, is anyway Um, another, another topic of note on the offensive line. Fred Johnson got some work at right guard today. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Billy price continuing to work at backup center. So at least we know who a couple of the guys are that they're looking at for, for the backup positions and the first backup positions. And and it's those two at the top of the list.
0: And I think part of that had to do with just uh, depth and, and, you know, like, like I don't, I don't know if necessarily, you know, if Xavier Suofila goes out that Fred Johnson sliding into to be the starting right guard, I don't think that's necessarily the case, but you get him a couple reps there. And by the way, j- just since we were on Bobby Hart, i haven't been like overly impressed with fred johnson either like in the reps that i've seen it's not like it's oh man this guy should be getting a chance to compete for this starting job i don't really know who should same thing with billy price at right guard like i haven't really been impressed with xavier suafilo but billy price at center was getting pushed back into the quarterback or the you know the the guy who was playing the quarterback in these one-on-one drills so it was uh it's not like it's pretty with some of these backups that we're seeing, and so I guess that's noteworthy as well when you're talking about Hart.
2: And we've said all along that, you know, the 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 idea that they only brought in Hakeem adenergy and who who was good today against Brady Sheldon, but or no, sorry, uh, Bryce Stirk was was his opposition, and and Xavier Suofilo, that that wasn't enough, and that's what we said all off season, and they still have time to prove us wrong, and we'll find out a lot more. When the games start in a few weeks. And, and let's not dwell on that. Let's get to our last topic of the show here, James, in just a minute. We'll talk about what Carlos Dunlap had to say. And it got very interesting in his interview after practice today. One more sponsor of the show to tell you about today, and that is CBDMD doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete like Carlos Dunlap, a stay-at-home parent, or if you just spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Maybe you don't have a nice ergonomic chair in your work-from-home setup. Everybody needs support to make it through the day. And luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD
0: Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient an easy-to-use roller or, or shareable squeeze tube. And they also have CBD Recover. It combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and give everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code Locked NFL at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code locked on NFL for 25% off your first purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: We'll wrap up today's show by talking about a little bit of what Carlos Dunlap had to say. He was in a Zoomer in a, in a press conference after practice today. He spoke with me. He was asked about his offseason workout and Ben Baby asked a follow-up question at the end of the interview, asking for a little bit more detail, but it all started with an answer Dunlap gave to a question, recalling an instance where he was working out in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and he says he and a group of black players were asked by a park ranger to cease the workout and leave, while a group of white NFL players were allowed to continue their drills. He said that it was appalling And it was very frustrating. It was something that almost made him act out of character. And at the end of the press conference, Ben Baby asked Carlos Dunlap if he had anything to say to those who think that Dunlap shouldn't speak out on racial inequality. And he gave a 253 word response that I highly encourage you all to go read on Ben Baby's timeline. And I think he was speaking about something that is very near and dear to him. One of the lines that that I found to be fairly poignant is is that his motivation his mission is to break what he called a generational curse to open the door for people from his community to get out of that community and to leave the door open for the next generation after that so some pretty powerful words from carlos dunlap and i don't think that he was necessarily expecting his press conference to go that way when he sat down to start it He certainly wasn't. I don't think anyone was. But it
0: went that way about a minute in when he talked about that that experience while he was working out this offseason in Fort Lauderdale. And one of the – really the takeaways I had from it because we all realize social injustice is an issue here in America is the fact that he's concerned – and I think this is totally fair to say – he's concerned about Mike Brown – in his willingness in the Bengals organization as a whole, not some people within it, but as a whole, to go all in and, and commit to, to social injustice and, and commit to that fight the same way the NFL has in his eyes, the same way the NBA has, the same way Nike has, which Carlos Dunlap specifically mentioned the NFL, Nike, also Commissioner Roger Goodell. And he wants to sit down with Mike Brown one-on-one in person, which is really hard to do right now with COVID-19 and the protocols and everything like that. But that's something he expressed. And I think that's clearly the fact that he went down this path with with us in the media. It's something he's thought about for a long time. And Jake, I couldn't help but think of us and and when we had Elise Jesse on because of her report about kneeling and the team, not kneeling back in 2017, Carlos Dunlap, certainly a part of that. And then you think back to earlier this off season when, when George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis and the, the Bengals were the last NFL team to publicly comment on that. And Mike Brown specifically, I don't believe has commented nope. on that. So all things that I think if you're number 96, Carlos Dunlap, you want to address in person and uh, I, I get it because look, he makes a certain amount of money, but what's more impactful, having Dunlap throw his resources at this or having an entire billion dollar organization throw their resources at this issue? And so I, I totally understand where he's coming from and why he eventually, at some point, uh, hopefully soon, can sit down with, with Mike Brown and talk about this.
2: And beyond just one organization, right? A multi billion dollar organization industry or conglomerate of organizations that represents the NFL can certainly do more than than the players do. And, and they're trying. Ben Baby tweeted that Carlos Dunlap would love to have a conversation with President Mike Brown about racial inequality, to your point, James, and that he's holding back with the media because he doesn't want to discourage the possibility of that meeting. Now, he said that at the same time he was going public. With, with this desire, right, in, in a press conference, and you really have to wonder how that is going to play with Mike Brown specifically. But Elizabeth Blackburn, two generations later, recently joined the team as a director of strategy and engagement, is largely credited with the social media turnaround that we and others have all praised, has drawn praise from Carlos Dunlap as well for being proactive. He said, quote, She's been adamant about putting together a plan about getting into the community and making a difference, but we still need everyone to get on board. So on the one hand, praise for Elizabeth on the other hand, well, there's still some people clearly that, that Dunlap does not think are on board. And that I think points in one direction. It does. And look, I I will say that I'm not
0: trying to, To get political or convince you whatever, you know, your beliefs, are your beliefs, and I'm talking to the listener right now. But the reality is, Carlos Dunlap feels that way. Joe Burrow, I believe, was the first player on this team to publicly comment in a tweet after after what happened to George Floyd. And the more time goes on, there are going to be more players that are comfortable speaking out this way. So, at some point, Mike Brown is going to have to talk. He is going to have to discuss it. And at minimum, with his team and with these players. And it doesn't sound like he has. I mean, based on what Dunlap said, and you can watch the in- entire thing, shameless plug, allbengals.com, you can watch the entire thing there. It, it, and it was off the cuff. I think it was uh, passionate. I think he was, um, it was heartfelt. It was well thought out, and it, but it wasn't planned. And I think sometimes you, you get the, the best, most raw, real sound bites, quotes, et cetera, in that situation. And I respect Carlos for doing it. And at some point, Mike Brown is going to have to talk, whether it's next week or you know, six months from now or a year from now. At some point, he's going to have to address the players minimum and probably the media on this topic.
2: It's a difficult situation and it's obviously been very divisive in the country and getting a football team on the same page with its owner seems like a good step to organizational cohesion. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We'll be back tomorrow for a midweek mailbag as the Bengals continue to take their Tuesdays off. Until then, Bengals fans, day, and have a good one.